The Ammonites are a group of people that live in the area that uh, is named for them, Amman, Jordan. You can go there today. It's the capital of the state of Jordan, or the, the country of Jordan, <clears throat> which is to right to the east of Israel today. <clears throat> but the Ammonites came, besieged them, and said, we're going to cut out your gouge out your right eye. It's a pretty terrible threat. Um, it's strange how they, they don't want to kill them all. They just want to humiliate them, to render them ineffective in battle without a right eye. You can't really use archery or um, you'd have to relearn everything, including and just regular battle would be much more difficult. Um, for those of us or you or people in our world who have experienced the loss of one eye, um, I don't think those of us with two can really understand what that's like and the limitations that all these people were going to have if that were the case. But there's also that national humiliation. If somebody can, can make you gouge out your eye, they can do anything they want to you. And so this word goes out to all the people and people despair. There's a great, it says, uh, the narrator tells us, they reported the matter in the hearing of the people and all the people wept aloud. There is this outcry of pain and grief and suffering that comes from the people of God. And they, there's nothing they can do. Uh, it doesn't seem like they can fight back. It doesn't seem like they can resist. It doesn't seem like they can defend themselves. The right to defending yourself is a pretty basic human right that um, even these people knew had been taken from them in this awful invasion. But this is Saul's first chance to really show what a king does. A king defends from the enemies. And he's kind of a quasi-king, because at the end of this chapter, they renew the kingship. They do like a, almost another inauguration at Gilgal. Uh, and scholars have always sort of debated what was going on here. Um, are they, like, is this an account of the first moment of where Saul is king? Or is this some kind of renewal, like a vow renewal after 20 years of marriage? Or is this, what, what, are, what are they doing here um, in Gilgal? after they have this great victory over the Ammonites. And I think what we, what we see here is that everybody needs to be reminded of what God is doing in our lives. And we need renewal moments. We need to, to set up, um, as we've read before, Ebenezer's or standing stones in our life to say, God's been faithful to me here. God's been faithful to me there. God can be faithful to me again. Uh, and if we go from Ammonite siege to Ammonite siege in life, um, it's hard to remember that God delivered us in the past. The people that are, that are despairing, that God, that nobody can save them, that they're going to have their eyes gouged out, the same people that are despairing are, are really just a couple generations away from the Exodus generation, the generation of people that, that God saved through the Red Sea after their release from slavery. God killed Pharaoh's army to a man, drowned them in the Red Sea, and they've been singing about it ever since, reminding themselves of, that God will come through, um, even when it's hard to believe that God can. Like, the Red Sea is pretty much the, the, the ultimate showdown between power and weakness. Um, and, and God came through. God delivered them. And now here they are, not that, not that long after, um, despairing, um, 
from a nation, the Ammonites, they're big and they're bad, but they're not that big and they're not that bad compared to the Egyptians, and they're scared. Um, isn't this the truth? We always wonder, why do some things get us and other things don't? Why do some things discourage us so badly and other things don't? Um, and I think that's the idea of being triggered. Um, trigger, being triggered has sort of become a joke uh, to modern media society that's sort of joked about that you're going to trigger people or I'm triggered or people joke about this kind of thing all the time, but, but we are triggered. Um, in other words, our response to, fi- to fear and threat can be triggered by things that really aren't um, threatening or really aren't as serious as, um, as, as, they, as we may perceive them to be. And um, that's the definition of triggering is that it's a reaction to something that, that really we, we don't need to react to for our own safety or own, but we do. And that's, that's, what, um, that's why PTSD is called a disorder um, because we're not always able to perceive reality correctly. Um, we, we often overreact to things that, that really don't have the same kind of impact as that original threat did to us. And so the people of God are, are having the same reaction. Saul knows that they're going to be scared, so he scares them even worse. He says, I'm going to kill all your oxen if you don't come out and fight. Um, so they have this external motivation to come out. He cuts them, these two oxen in, in pieces and sends them as an object lesson in the territories. Um, this, um, this, also, this happened in the book of the Judges um, a couple times, most notably when um, in a story of a woman that was cut in pieces and sent to all the tribes to alert them to a danger that was happening. Um, pretty macabre, bloody stuff going on here. Very earthy um, kind of message system that Paul, Saul sends out. And yet people come. You can already see the division between uh, Israel and Judah happening here. Um, the, the narrator tells us that there's a certain number from Judah, the southern kingdom, and there's a certain number from northern, the northern ten tribes as well. So you can already see the, the hints of civil war coming in the north and the south. But God delivered them. God delivered them through Saul, an imperfect king, someone with lots of flaws of character and morals and fortitude. But God delivered them. Um, and so this deliverance from the Lord um, seems so casual in some ways. It seems like um, it just kind of happened pretty fast, unlike other stories where there's this long, elaborate setup. This one is pretty straightforward. And the reminder is that, that God will take care of us in God's own time, in God's own way, um, that even though the kinds of threats we face do overwhelm us, they do cause us to go back to those moments where we first felt that kind of fear and anxiety, um, but that is not what's happening. What's happening is new, and the, the way God's going to help us through this one is, is going to be probably different than the way God helped us in the past, and the kind of things that are going to happen to us are going to be different, but we can make it. We can survive. We can know and keep our faith in God that, like Job, uh, even, though, even though everything is lost, I'm going to still trust in God, and that's what the people do. And that's what God does for them as well. So take heart. Um, the imagined threat is usually worse than the real one. And God is going to come through for us, even in those times where our anxiety takes over and renders us paralyzed. God is still working. God is still moving. And we have gathered together to stand with God against the powers that seek to destroy us. Amen. Amen.
the Song of Moses, I will sing to the Lord, for he is lofty and uplifted. The horse and its rider has he hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my refuge. The Lord has become my savior. This is my God and I will praise him. The God of my people and I will exalt him. The Lord is a mighty warrior. Yahweh is his name. The chariots of Pharaoh and his army has he hurled into the sea. The finest of those who bear armor have been drowned in the Red Sea. The fathomless deep has overwhelmed them. They sank into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in might. Your right hand, O Lord, has overthrown the enemy. Who can be compared with you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, awesome in renown, and worker of wonders? You stretch forth your right hand. The earth swallowed them up. With your constant love, you led the people you redeemed. With your might, you brought them in safety to your holy dwelling. You will bring them in and plant them on the mount of your possession, the resting place you have made for yourself, O Lord, the sanctuary, O Lord, that your hand has established. The Lord shall reign forever and forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen.